0: The Channeling Human Energy Podcast. My name's Erin Stevens, and I'm joined by Kieran Lowry, milliarest and director of Workforce Positive. Uh, Kieran, tell us a little bit about what milliarest means.
1: Um, hi, Erin. Um, look, it's I often get asked what is milliarest because it's generally something that people haven't heard of before because I made it up. Cool. Short answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I. I believe in miliarism as a practice, so the practice and belief that the world can be improved by humans' impact on the world. Um, and purists would say that the world is better for having humans in it. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that in its entirety, but I figure that humans are here to stay and we, we really should make the best possible impact we can. Um, and as a HR professional, um, every day going about our work in our business, um, for me, it gives a sense of optimism and hope that we are making things better. That makes a whole lot of sense. So it sounds like a lot of positive
0: influence that you believe that people can create that in a work environment as well as in a global aspect. Is that right? Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, we've been having a little bit of a chat in private about um, the impacts of the end of year consequences and why we often have a lot of turnover in
1: businesses at the beginning of the year. Why do you think that is? Look, I think traditionally that the obvious answer is we have turnover in January because um, if you're getting into the later months of the calendar year, um, October, November, December, you're not likely to resign from your job um, because, you know, you're coming up to a time when you want to take annual leave and you're going to get public holiday pay and, there's all these reasons why you should stick it out just a little bit longer. Um, but I don't think that that's the only reason. I definitely think that's an influencing factor. Okay. Um, but I think there's more to it than that. What
0: sort of uh, elements do you think accumulate to that point where they're even considering towards the end of the year that they might want to leave their job?
1: I call it mind fire. mm-hmm. So when things are burning so intensely in people's mind that they can't turn work off. Yes. They can't turn work off even to enjoy their summer holiday, their Christmas time with their family. Uh, they just are so overwhelmed um, and they think, well, the only thing I can do is leave the job.
0: Mm. So they've got that mental load that they're carrying with them on holidays. They can't leave it alone. Is yes. that what you're saying? Absolutely. So, what do you think the solution is there? How do we avoid that in business to avoid our staff turnover?
1: I just don't even think it's considered. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe that I've ever seen a proactive process for closing out the year and starting the new year. Okay, it's just seemed like another period of leave. Mm. See you in two weeks. I know for my
0: uh, from my own experience that generally. At the end of the year, I would have a whole heap of work and I'd be categorizing that and going, okay, these things must be done and this is cut off line. And my boss is telling me I cannot come into work after this point. But uh, then there's things that are going to be dramatic fires that are going to be coming back to in the new year. So I know from my experience exactly what you're talking about that um, as an employee, I'm going over the holidays and thinking, oh my goodness, how bad is this going to be? And these are the things I know to expect. What are the unknown things that have happened while I'm on leave that are going to impact myself, my clients? Um, how am I going to mitigate that? And what am I going to be returning to? So I, I, I do understand that it's a lot of mental loading, a lot of anxiety as a employee to be thinking about going back to work and obviously at easy out is to start a new job, then you don't have to deal with it. So do you think that that whole experience as an employee is really something that we can
1: mitigate? I absolutely do. I feel like our listeners should know more about you, Erin, too. So Erin doesn't talk about herself as much as she likes to ask me questions. Um, But Erin has an incredible background in executive assistant work um, and specifically in financial planning, which is uh, very regulated and so incredibly time-driven um, and a really high level of customer service is required. Um, and it's this experience that you're talking about in a portfolio of clients which is actually really broad and everyone having individual needs and obviously a high level of um, interest and attachment because it's a financial business. Mm. Um, so I, I think that you talking about your experience is really valuable and... Mm. Um, and also for people to understand just that a staff member who cares doesn't turn off when they go on holidays.
0: No, we don't. Because <laughs> for one, we're, it's a reflection of us. We, we pride ourselves on our job and we see a job as an extension and a reflection of us. We see uh, the client at the back end of everything that we do and we're conscious of them and we're conscious that whatever we do and whatever experience that they have, that's going to be their impression of our business, that if they feel that we've let them down, and particularly when money's involved, we've got to understand that that's a really high pressure point for people, that um, when we're looking at money, when we're looking at financial aspects, when we're looking at that kind of uh, very heavy attachment to something that they've saved and worked for and driven for, there's a lot of intensity in that. Now, a passionate employee Uh, And and, and yes, I would say I'm a passionate employee. I I care about my clients. I may not uh, always have the drive factor for the business, but I do have the drive factor for the client. And the client is my uh, absolute end of day uh, person that I am working for because I want them to not have a bad experience as a client that I have had in multiple, multiple situations. So Mm -hmm. that is my... Main drive, and when I go on leave, I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, what's Mr. X done that he's going to need (laughs) financial support for over the next couple of months after he's decided to go to Europe on a
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh, those were the days on an
0: impromptu (laughs) visit. And so, it's it's definitely a a burden that we do take away with us. So,
1: Mm. how do look, there's something that clients always say to their HR team. Um, how do we get people to care? You know, there's so, you know, my team, I want my team to care, um, to think about the client. If there's something in front of them, how are our, how's our customer impacted? How do we do the best possible job? Don't walk past things. Um, you know, because you can only, they're the eyes and ears of the business. They're the action. That's where the action is taken by the individual's choices. So one thing I would say then is if you're looking for people to care and you want to, and you value that, um, one of the things that we can do to create that end of year transition and create a little bit more um, continuity, if you like, for the staff member is a process around closing out the year and starting a new year. Um, and look, this time of year, I think most consultants want to tell you to behave at your Christmas party, uh, but I think everyone already knows that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we
1: all know that's a liability in
0: business and that uh, we should ensure and prepare our employees that we should not be doing anything that's inappropriate. That's the time that we're going to be refreshing on bullying and workplace harassment and all those sorts of things. That's kind of a given. And we understand that, uh, I think, mainly as employees, that we we know that that's coming because the (laughs) Christmas time is, is, let's be honest, it's a silly season. Uh, But we do need to ensure that that is mitigated as business um, uh, influences. So, Putting that aside, and we understand uh, that that HR component um, is something that we need to be mindful of, Mm -hmm. but when we come back, I understand that you've done and developed a system called Success Profiling, Mm -hmm. which you have helped some of your clients to implement in their businesses to sort of mitigate and round off the year a little bit more nicely so that they're not going away with that mental burden. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, a success profile is a really fluid document. It only has a currency of 12 months. And what it is describing is what success looks like. Uh, So for a 12 month period, these are the goals and objectives, the behaviours, the roadmap to build on where we're at to get to the strategy that the business has. So, it has a lot of application in different aspects of employee engagement. And one of them is being able to close the year out and say, this is what we've done this year and looking at that holistically. So one of, so one of the areas of ritual is really important in business. So a ritual around the end of the year. So we, I think we all accept that, yes, we want to have uh, some sort of celebration, And so that's the party, if you like, or the long lunch Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, the skirmish or the winery tour, whatever it is for your business um, that resonates with you and your team. But also what is it that what is the individual ritual? Mm -hmm. So often um, a business leader will walk around, give out a gift or a card or say thanks to the end of the year. And I think we could do that um, being time poor. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Uh, but if we could take that a step further and actually go through it and say, "Have you actually taken in what you've done this year?" What people fail to do most of the time is stop and reflect and take in the enormity of their achievements. Mm-hmm. Now, our our people are generally not going to get, have that conversation. You know, mm-hmm. we do a two a, a fortnightly catch up or a monthly one to one or a quarterly review. Uh, but do we actually stop and go, let's just, I just want you to stop and take in the whole year with me. Mm. I think that could be a really positive way to close the year out. But in a, as a business owner, okay, if the answer is, what is the ritual? If the answer is ritual, then the question is, what's the right ritual for my business and my team? And how is it that I end the year with them so that they know that that year is now finished and they can have a break? So what you're talking
0: about is not just having the celebration, you're talking about having a more meaningful work-based recognition program to show their accomplishments and also to ensure that they have prepared for that cut-off period where they have to go and leave. So you're preparing them in a positive way to leave the year and think, I have done well.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And you think that that is one of the most important things as team leaders, that we don't always do well.
1: No, look, honestly, I think most people are just running at the end of the year, full, full steam ahead. And, you know, up until the very moment where we walk out on Christmas Eve, it's just let's get as much done as we can um, and have a nice time, see you later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's about planning. And I think you probably... Uh, a really good person to talk to about that. I mean, I my diaries never looked so um, yeah. coordinated, <laughs> let's say. Um, but certainly, like, you've got to plan ahead for that. Hmm. So thinking now, we're in November, um, if I'm going to close my year out with my team effectively and positively, how much time do I want to spend? I said, I would say no less than 30 minutes with each person. Um What are the things I want to say? What are the big achievements? Have a look back through your reviews for the year. Have a look back through their diary. Mm. Just, you know, oh, that meeting, oh, that client. Oh, wow, yeah, that was a big thing. Mm. We push push past the things we tick off and we move on to the next things. But there is so much there that we could talk about. Um, That's one part of it. And it's also then giving people a sense of optimism about what the future holds. It's not the nitty-gritty to-do list that's burning when you get back. That's not the most important thing. The most mm. important thing is we've got a whole other year ahead of us. We've got, um, we've got these achievements we want to do in the first quarter. We're prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really giving your team not just the permission to check out and have a holiday but giving them the process so that they can shut down they can go away and they can come back fresh hmm. um, because ultimately until you create that structure, you will have team members going off on holiday, not closing out from work, not feeling good about walking out the door because mm. there is stuff undone. That, that isn't a pleasant <laughs>
0: feeling for anybody. <laughs> no. Not when you care about your job and you care about what's happening when you're not there.
1: It's not a pleasant feeling. No. Absolutely not.
0: What I would really encourage people to do and I, what I'd encourage uh, team leaders to do with their people is something that I call uh, the rainbow. <laughs> now, obviously, um, when I'm looking at the end of year, and I'm looking at this with Kieran, uh, as she's mentioned, looking at the calendar and doing some calendar planning, is that I create a, a category uh, to all of my different uh, tasks that must be completed before that end of year cut off. Now, obviously, I'm going to start with red, because red, we all understand that that's a critical uh, indicator for most tasks. So red always means must be done. This is probably something I need to do today, probably in the next couple of hours when I start my day. Then we go to orange, that's probably must be completed by the end of day. Yellow, then we're looking at this needs to be done probably tomorrow, at least by the end of next week. Then we go to green, Uh, which is probably something that needs to be done within the month. So I'd really encourage a lot of people leaders to be going through the tasks that, uh, well, not necessarily the tasks, but with their employees and just saying, look, I really want you to spend half an hour uh, looking at your job list coming up for the end of year and do some categorising. Uh, Maybe we're going to be looking at putting green things that are going to be okay to leave till next year. It's not going to be a significant uh, impact on the business, the client, uh, whatever is happening in our business, if that goes into next year, yellow. Obviously, we're probably going to want that one to be done before we go into next year, but make sure that those things that are in the red and the orange between now and that deadline are going to be completed, and that way that they can. Uh, not only look at their tasks and go, okay, this is what is expected. This needs to be a fluid thing too, because you're going to have unexpected things (laughs) pop up. As Kieran and I well know that we've got clients popping up left, right and centre sometimes. And we have to constantly shuffle things and adjust our plan and adjust our colour scheme and adjust our rainbow to be going, okay, well, these are our reds now. Um, This one is possibly must be done by end of today. Who can we get to do this? How can we adjust this uh, to ensure that it's done? The client receives the best experience possible. So this is a, is a system uh, that will allow your your team to be going, okay, I can get to the best of my ability to the end of the calendar year, finish up what I can and not leave going, oh my goodness, that's going to be a epic fire when I get back. <laughs> And I'm going to have so many consequences as a result. That's not a pleasant feeling and we don't want our team feeling that way. So what I'd really encourage all the team leaders to do, implement this system, explain this system to their team if they don't already have some process similar to this, uh, to help their team walk away. And hopefully you're going to then find that you're going to have left's resignations come the new calendar year.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have anything that you'd like to add, Kieran? Um, I think for our current clients, we're going to do up a uh, process document around how to utilise their success profiles uh, with this end-of-year close-up process. So th- we'll make that available to everybody. Um, and I just it's just another way to apply that uh, process. It adds so much value to the employee engagement experience, mm. um, to clarity and connection with their role and the greater business. And if it means that people go out on leave, um, Feeling great about what they've achieved for the year, feeling great about coming back to their role, and what and having optimism about 2021, then that's the best possible outcome. Um, ultimately, someone who knows what to expect and is looking forward is not interested in leaving a business, um, and we have to we have to create that opportunity, that channel of energy for mm-hmm. people to look forward um, as business leaders. But it's been a pleasure. Thank you,
0: Erin. Thank you for joining me on Channeling Human Energy. It has been a pleasure to create our very first podcast, and this will be made available online through our website and our social media channels. Thank you for your time today. Have a great day. (laughs) Cheers. Bye, everyone.